1: Welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast, pre-grand final edition 2015. We're coming to you from Sydney's Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain, no Adam Rosenbachs this week. The idea of seeing Hawthorne in another grand final is killing the man so much, he had to go to the Middle East. And joining me is friend of the show, St Kilda fan Charlie Clausen. Yeah,
0: I got to admit, I know where Rosie's coming from. I'm looking at your <laughs> smug little face now, and I just want to punch it in. Don't
1: be like that. I haven't said a thing all week. I bet I've been up in Sydney anyway. You don't so. have
0: to. Your Hawthorne supporters exude a kind of arrogance that it's like it's like it's, like, uh, it's you like Rick the Model Martel. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't walk around with a sweater knot around your shoulders and a little spray can with arrogance written on it.
1: I I must say it's been a pretty low bit low key build up for me personally just by the fact that I'm not in Melbourne. Um, yeah, and so I haven't been able to take in the events like the training, and they're, they're currently doing the. Parade and grand we final talk. week is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's like, really great. My my favorite memories of my tra- my team's tragic attempts to win a grand finals, other mm-hmm. weeks leading up, the week leading up. It's so what
1: did you do? So say the last one, you were in was that? Twenty ten.
0: Yeah, what so did I did everything. Did, did training, yeah. uh, grand final parade. Were they
1: at Moorabbin or at Seaford
0: then? Uh, they're still training at Moravian then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, there was, I think, there was some other event. I mean, I, hanging out in St Kilda was cool. Like everyone okay. in St Kilda gets, but like the St Kilda Town Hall, they. They uh, hung red, white, and black yep. flags at yep. the front, and okay. go down Ackland Street, and everyone's hanging Saints flags. Like that's when St Kilda was talking about moving back to the Junction Oval. Mm. I thought that was quite a good idea because mm. there was a lot of dormant kind of like pride in the name St Kilda. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, but I guess we'll just you know have to be more I think
1: it'd be much more appealing for people to go down to Junction Oval than. Um to Seaford
0: no one would I imagine luckily for us
1: I mean not that Seaford's like you know I mean we have fun and games no but no
0: even St Kilda supporters think Seaford is a terrible idea like it's I mean from what I understand when the players are on a training break and they want to go to a cafe Mm. they have to go to Subway yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like that's the they eat fresh. They eat fresh. <laughs> but they used to be able to go down Bay Street, you know, or Church Street in yeah. Brighton, and like you know, and and sort of have a bit of a cosmopolitan life. Yeah, now it's seen, like be
1: seen, be seen around having a latte. Yeah,
0: yeah, now it's not like that. Now like they're getting just refills, like free refills on yep, their coke. Yep,
1: getting the meatball sub, <laughs> watching the count. Oh, you've got to have sixteen, not twelve, is be putting on weight. Yeah. Um. And so when it was a replay, what did you do? Did you come back to Sydney and then go back again?
0: Yeah, I came back. I I came back to Sydney. I
1: think they they still did another parade and all that, Jason. Uh, no,
0: I don't think so. No, no okay. all that shit was out the window. That even there was no it, there was even no events after the game. Like all the marquees and stuff that are normally up around the MCG yeah. weren't there for the second week. Yeah. It was purely just a game. I think the AFL tried to spin it as this is the people's game. We're gonna all the corporate tickets are out the door. Got and, Lionel
1: Richie and actually Lionel Richie uh, for someone who played a two p.m. gig in front of ninety odd thousand people, he nailed it.
0: Yeah, like it, well, it was I, who was the, I can't remember who was the week before it, even. Uh, that's probably too sure. nervous. Yeah. I was too nervous.
1: Yeah. I've got a feeling, uh, I've got a feeling maybe local people, and then yeah. they try to make it a big deal, big international. Yeah, no,
0: there was no, I just flew back literally the night before for the replay, yeah. and then got out of town very quickly <laughs> the next day.
1: Yeah, it's full on, man. That's the thing, like, that's, um, and like we were saying, like, that week of joy last week with Rosie, that, uh, you know, that if it's a loss, it's... Fucking hard work. Yeah, so what,
0: 2012 was your last loss, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and not. that would have been particularly hard because you could have won that.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, we were well on the hunt. And then um, Clinton Young fell over in the goal square. But I don't want to bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bring it up. i have let it go. i have let it go. No, I'm, I'm incredibly, incredibly, uh, hashtag blessed, Charles. Hashtag blessed. I can't complain. Uh, I do have a 6 a.m. flight down to Melbourne tomorrow. And i would have seen to Charlie just before. I've set my alarm about 12 times already. Yeah. Just so I don't sleep through that. Because basically I'm screwed if I don't. Yeah, do yeah. that flight. Surely. Yeah, you've
0: been sleeping at Rod Carter Studios, which is hard because it's on a bit of a tilt. Yeah. <laughs> you tend to roll out of bed all the time.
1: I should go to the airport. I should, should just go straight to the airport. Yeah. From, uh, from my show, at the comedy store tonight, uh, Friday, October 2, 7pm. So you might have about four or five hours to get tickets before I uh, this <laughs> is uploaded. So any, any junk timers in Sydney or friends uh, in Sydney. Um Shock revelations by, uh, well, not really shock, but Daniel Chick opened his mouth.
0: Not a shock when you realise who it's come from.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you and if you've
0: read Ben Cousins' autobiography, Daniel Chick gets quite a few. When you flip to the back of <laughs> the, ben, the ben, bibli- ben Cousins' <laughs> book, the bibliography, if you look up Chick, there's quite a few entries. <laughs> they were friends for a long time. I
1: don't think I knew. I mean, I think we all figured that uh, there was the, you know, the methamphetamines and the like, but I don't know if we had the... Uh, well, that,
0: I've been out of the country for the last... Fill me in on what, what did he allege.
1: Well, basically kind of lifted the lid on, I suppose, the extent of their use by the bringing in the prescription pills and right. the like, uh, but also talked about, and it wasn't illegal for him at the time uh, for either Cousins, Kurt, or Chick because of asthma complaints, but they would essentially dose up on an asthma medication. Which has uh, an amphetamine quality I'm or not something. not totally sure, but it, basically- You're so an you'd, asthmatic. You'd, you'd, well, was, you're getting the good stuff. It's like special stuff. Uh, that they, They'd feel kind of invincible and you kind of wouldn't feel the bumps for two days, but then you'd- Crash, crash burn. Yeah. right. Um, but also little things which have been uh, knocked back by the club by saying that, say, testers would show up and then club officials would usher that guy out the back and say, no, nah, he's not here today. Um, and the egos would come back and said, that's a positive strike no matter what. So that yeah. wouldn't have happened. So there's a bit of back and forth. Well, I guess,
0: I mean, when it comes, if it was like a court of law, when it comes to like witness testimony, you have mm. to examine, mm. you know, the credibility of the witness.
1: You're right, I'm going to end with Daniel Chick then. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think they've kind of idea that you know uh, the eagle, some eagles officials were in on the game a bit and doing their best to protect the player. I'm
0: sure there's a little bit of truth mm. in it, without knowing what the story is about or any yeah, of the yeah. facts. But uh, I'm sure that there are. I'm sure there's elements to it. I mean, that's the thing about lies too. Good lies put enough of the truth in there that's sort of hard to kind of extract from. That's the, what the, I was saying to my good the friend, um,
1: good friend Jennifer Hawkins the other day when we were hanging out on a boat.
0: Why are we saying that to her? Oh, in terms of she has to lie to Jake. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: what I was saying to my girlfriend, Miranda Kerr. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting... See line. how I was
0: saying a good lie means there's an one of <laughs> truth? You've just kind of unproven that in the last two statements. And
1: I, I I don't know but the timing of it, by the fact it's two or three days before the grand final. I can't imagine it's going to affect the um, the Eagles players as such. Not I at mean, all. it'd be more if the official kind of be annoyed by it than, than anything else. But, I mean... Yeah. There would be already so much there. media
0: scrutiny on the Eagles over there anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, like, what's another reporter showing up, you yeah, know, yeah. with some questions about a player who hasn't been there for fucking six years, yeah. so who cares?
1: And he's had a tough time with it too, Daniel Chick. Like, you can see the pattern of what his life became by the fact his sister's fiance died on September 11th. Oh, really? Yeah, it was in that attack. And then um, he had a brother who, if I remember correctly, passed away about a year later from a bee sting. Yeah, um, they live kind of in country Western Australia.
0: So. Yeah, and when he played with Daniel Cox, every cheap commentator and comedian would make the joke about Cox slamming down chicks' throat. Yeah, yeah, you so had to put us, up with that for years. Was it Peter Everett. Yeah, Spider- <laughs> were, you, were you there? No, you
1: told me. Oh, story. I thought I'd do that. Yeah, story. yeah.
0: Spider Everett at a grand as a 2005 grand final breakfast, yeah. and they're asking Spider, you know, his predictions for the game, and he says, as long as uh, Big Cox is slamming down chicks' throat. Uh, I think the Eagles should should get the victory.
1: And didn't he just get nothing? Nothing. <laughs> Everyone
0: was like, "Mate, that is so obvious, <laughs> even too obvious for a Sportsman's Night."
1: I even remember on a Footy Show edition, uh, Grand Final edition years ago, it was Jim Steins. This went Geelong with making Grand Finals in the nineties, uh, and they went for the tips, and he said something along the lines of, "I'm a I'm a pussy man," and it was just like, Jimmy really said that. Of, you really kind of you know slid that in there, uh, James. <laughs> like really don't know subtle. Gee, well, you don't really know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, so now it seems to be official now that Wurstfold is going to get the job at SN.
0: Yeah, so that's that's a surprise, isn't it? Well, I thought John Westfold was one of those kind of like Paul's Rusey kind of guys. He's like, I'm done. Like, yeah, I've, yeah. I've, my legacy's etched uh, in stone. I think done. two
1: years ago so he was kind of making noises that he was, and then he took the Adelaide director of job. Yeah, I yeah. suppose at Adelaide, and then the, the fire arises. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's now kind of keen to get the job, and it is. I know there are many little jokes we can make, but it is kind of interesting. He's gone. The Eagles stuff happened under his regime. Oh, right, yeah. And then he's wandering <laughs> off to Destiny. And it's like, um, there's, I'm not, so there's no kind of connection. I'm not like, you know, but it's, it, it's an odd look. It's an odd look. Do you think? Yeah.
0: I don't know. About that? I'm not
1: saying he's going to start a ramp. I'm not going to say, like, you know... you are you
0: thinking? Then, he's like, well, these guys, I'm getting, like, he's a team that prepared earlier. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's,
1: it's weird that it's ha- happening at two, like... Well, what's
0: weird open. is that any coach would want to go near a club that potentially could have three quarters of its list I've, not playing.
1: I've no idea when we're actually going to find that out, but there is a possibility, yeah, that they yeah, could
0: have... So why would that. anyone go near that? That's like buying a car when they say, hey, three of the wheels could fall off at any <laughs> stage.
1: <laughs> well, they said they got down to a final three. Uh, Brendan McCartney from the Doggies last right. year. Uh, <laughs> really? Brendan
0: McCartney was interviewed for yeah, the S-Ninja? you got to look in, yeah, and um, oh. Scott Burns, who I think is What about Mark Neill? <laughs> yeah, he's strong. Um, yeah, Bluey? Uh,
1: no, Bluey, um, they're talking about him being the dream team with um Wurstwald coming okay. in with... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, coming actually. Coming in with yeah. um former Eagles uh, play- uh mates yeah. I was about to uh. say playmates. <laughs> <laughs> Defenders? Yeah, the centre spread of uh, Bluey. to nearly knocked your eye out. And um, Scotty Burns, who I think has been close to getting a job a few times. right? Uh, they're the only three that have been mentioned. So I don't think the Bombers have actually made it official right now, but everybody will, is saying that that will be, you know, pretty much just to work out the details of the contract.
0: Woosha. Yeah, I mean, it'd be crazy not to take him. He'd be the most – in terms of marketing and stuff, he seems the most obvious choice, to take in a premiership coach.
1: Yeah, no, you And right. the
0: godfather of Western Australian football.
1: And he, I mean, he was there for a very long time, and they've. He and he's quite young,
0: relatively, I guess. It's definitely, not, definitely. I mean, definitely. he'd be younger than like what Ross Lyon no, and stuff.
1: I think he was only about twenty-one when he captained the Eagles in that ninety-one premiership grand final. So what would be about forty-five-ish, forty-six? Yeah, forty-four. Um, so he, um, he wouldn't be, uh, too old. He's actually
0: only six years older than us, <laughs> if that's the case. Don't, don't, don't what mention, the fuck's he done? Mention, um, we done? Don't mention my
1: age. Um, there, and uh, he, uh is obviously an experienced coach, which is what uh, Essendon uh, didn't get with uh, our old friend, James Hurt. Um, Charles? Yep. The grand final sprint. Yes.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, in a goofy kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think so.
1: They didn't do it for a while. They brought No. People power. That's right. It's uh, sponsored by 1-3 Cabs. 1-3 Cabs. Yep. It's for grand final sprint. And what they're going to do they so are going to have two cab drivers in it.
0: Yeah, and two footballers? Is that right? Or how many footballers?
1: 17 footballers.
0: 17 footballers in this... Oh, they not they're running at once. They do heats. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: they do heat one, heat two. Okay. And then they have two cab drivers. Uh, Gurdiv and Pamindesin Yep. are going to be running. Are they related? Uh, doesn't say. Maybe they are. Uh, they're going to be doing... I think it's about 100 metres. Yeah. Um, unfortunately... They were doing some testing during the week, doing yeah. training. Um, they couldn't find their way. <laughs> they went the wrong way for a while.
0: Well, the problem with getting a cabbie to do a 100 metre sprint is it's not far enough for them to be worth their while. Yeah, true. How far you going, mate? Just 100 100m... metres. No, no, no. <laughs> I was Sorry. To get <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so, anyway. But <laughs>
0: apparently, uh, in the Junction Oval, Uber also hosting a sprint. There's going to be heaps <laughs> of people at that one.
1: Uh, how many cab drivers can we do? How many cab jokes can we do? I don't
0: uh, know. No, that's about it. I think I'm exhausted. I've exhausted, yeah. exhausted him. And, um, it was one of them going to be in his little Bluetooth the whole run, <laughs> talking just mutter- muttering to his his mate? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, there's a, there's uh, I think there's about you know, five thousand dollars price man or something, but they want to get that kind of before the trip. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, Brownlow Medal Nat Five champion Nat Five won. Where uh, he won the Brownlow on a broken leg. Yeah, incredible achievement. And
0: uh, from what the headlines I read, apparently uh, could do a tight fucking half an hour at next year's comedy festival.
1: Yeah, he uh, did about a 13 minute speech. It was quite impressive. Very well spoken young man. Yeah. And um and Bruce was uh you just realize how Bruce is tiny, tiny. Yeah, but I he, is he is a tiny I, person. I always thought he was about six foot. No. So. no, I've
0: seen him at a few Seven Things. He's small.
1: Yep, yep. And so he uh, did a. Gushing. And he's quite
0: old too. No. Dude, he's
1: been around for a long time. So yeah. he came to fame mainly probably in the uh, early nineties. Olympics, Late I reckon. Oh right, is that when it was? Um, I think Channel, I think Channel Seven poached him in eighty-eight. Yeah, from Channel Ten. Right. Um, and then so what's that? Twenty. It's
0: probably mid fifties, I'd say.
1: Yeah, twenty-seven years, and before that, I think he uh, Well, he used to call Melbourne Cups on Channel Ten and the like. Um, but uh, it, it was uh. Nat Fife was number one. Um, number two, Matt Pritis.
0: Yeah, which is, again, surprising because I still could not.
1: Don't dare even say that, Charlie. What? Because I said something negative about Matt Pritis earlier this year and was given the rounds to the kitchen by the junk timers at. Really? That they was, love Matt Pritis? I was an absolute. Look,
0: forward. I don't. Here's the thing. I don't have a negative opinion of Matt Pritis. Yeah. I just don't know who he is or what even. Like, I know he's a midfielder, yeah, but I, sure. if, if I had to describe his style of play, I'm like, I don't know. Like, uh, what is he? Like a Sam Mitchell type?
1: I. Don't get me started, man. I'm. 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 You have no idea who he is, either. Nice to get to that hair, so I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm stop.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, does Sean McManus know he stole his haircut? <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's Sam,
0: very Western Australian that hairstyle. Yeah, My yeah, nephew a style, well, has yeah, that yeah, hairstyle. Exactly. Yeah.
1: well that I suppose has the unique yeah. hairstyle too. Um, Sam, Sam Mitchell, also another blonde man. Yeah. Never tries people in their thirties. So it's tight. a midfielders' medal. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest, well, right? It, I mean, this top is actually quite remarkable. Um, Josh Kennedy, Dan hannabury um, yeah. Geelong, Geelong champion, Patrick Dangerfield, <laughs> um, Dustin Martin, David Mundy, Callum Ward, Todd Goldstein. Um, they, they, they are pretty much the stars of the game at the minute right, aren't they? Yeah. Um, all midfielders.
0: Yeah. And then they're all kind of the similar, similar, well, apart from Sam Mitchell, but like Josh Kenny, Dustin Martin, like big mobile midfielders, six foot four, yeah. kind of the, proto- the prototype midfielder of the, the modern up, game.
1: Up Hitler's wet dream, is that what you're trying to say? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> If he was putting, if he was putting together an all-German team yeah. <laughs> to take on the Irish, yeah,
0: that's right. They're the uh, Uber, the Uber males.
1: Um, so Nat Fife got out to a, a rather quick um, lead, and then it kind of uh, people. Uh, their job was to chase them as he kind of gradually got injured throughout. And I'm I'm kind of happy that Sam Mitchell didn't win. I think I was telling you yesterday. Uh, just by the fact he did get told twice during the year to stop kneeing people, <laughs> so I think if you have the fairest rules, you know you kind of you get put on warning. Yeah, uh, it, it is the fairest thing. We should you know appreciate that. I'm kind of glad like that wasn't a bit of a caveat, like the um juddy one in, was it 2010? The eye second time, and the uh, the little elbow of Pavlich. that um drew oh, right. blood, and it didn't get picked up by anyone. But you kind of everyone kind of bit like, hmm, hmm, hmm. so I do like that <laughs> and celebration Nat Five too. Well done.
0: Yeah, he's a good player. Actually, he's like, I remember when seeing him interviewed on before the game when he just started, when he was the first year player, like a little skinny, little short haired kid. And he was really nervous in front of their camera. And they said, because um, he'd won like a Norwich Rising Star nomination or something. And they said, So, do they have a nickname for you? And he was like, Oh, yeah, they, they call me Avatar. And they said, Why? And then they did a split screen and they held up like an Avatar creature oh, no next I... to him because his eyes are quite far <laughs> apart. He's got a <laughs> bit of a weird cat face. But now he's fucking, like, on the cover of Men's Health. And, mm. and when you see him interviewed, like, he seems like a canny dude. Like, he's getting his pilot's licence and oh, okay. he's going to go back into family business when he's done. Like, I don't think this is a guy who's going to be selling a story five years after he died yeah, about, yeah, the about the fucking drug scourge. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think he'll be, he'll be fine. Did I mean, ta- he doesn't even need football. Did you take like him? Juddy. Oh,
1: yeah, sure. Well, he's got the whole uh, Rebecca Loves empire to kind of <laughs> fall back on. <laughs> Have you? Did you take in any of the Brownlow fashion, Charlie?
0: No, I missed that. I only caught the last four rounds of the Brownlow.
1: Have you ever been to a Brownlow Medal? No, fuck no. Oh, I thought maybe through a Channel Seven connection you might be able to.
0: No, I wouldn't be interested.
1: Oh, Jump is out there, Charlie's on home and away, so yeah. if, if you if you weren't completely aware of that,
0: yeah, and and, and Tofop.
1: with Pia Miller,
0: uh, not Tofop, That's with Will, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, yes,
1: football connection, football
0: connection. Oh right, I couldn't understand why you <laughs> bring it up Pia. but yeah, that makes sense.
1: Oh, Jump timers, we're all mad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So, Johnny Platton, Hawthorne legend.
0: Yeah, I know who he is, The Rat.
1: Came out during the week. uh,
0: Johnny Platton, who uh, in his wonderful autobiography, The Rat, describes a story in which they were being hypnotised. Yeah, I think I might have mentioned this Uh, on the the podcast, but I'll
1: say it again though. Um, (laughs) He talked about, it's The the Rat by John Platton. It's no Gold King by Jason Dunstall or Black Crow by Andrew McLeod or Goody by Simon Goodwin. Yeah. Um, There was... A meditation session at Glenfree Oval and they were saying, Pretend you're on a warm beach, <laughs> just letting the water lapping at your feet, just letting the, the breeze kind of blow over you and uh and everyone was getting into the mood and then relaxing. Johnny Platton said and then Dipper showed us What, he was, showed what, what he was thinking about. With this enormous and erection. Enormous erection.
0: You know, I've not read that book, but you told me that when we were about 14 years old and it's been burned into my memory. Like somehow you carved a neural pathway <laughs> that has remained like active for and the I, last 26 years. And
1: I must, we must remember that is a workplace. Too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there was a time where you could show everyone your erection yeah, and you it was that, totally fine. You
1: know that t- tomorrow it's set.
0: You're arrested. <laughs> arrested, jailed, fired. Alf. <laughs> Check this out, you know what I've been thinking about?
1: Are you familiar with the work of Johnny Platt now? <laughs> <laughs> so he's been talking about how he maybe had about forty concussions during his career, eighteen year career. Yeah, right. And he's fifty two now and says he's having trouble with short term memory. Yeah. A little bit like he um things like he can't remember his uh, the names of his children's friends and the like.
0: Can't remember which player it was, showed his his, his enormous erection.
1: Yeah, yeah you're saying it was Darren Pritchard. <laughs> no, we know. <laughs> he mentions it three times the article. <laughs> Someone show me the erection. <laughs> um, now, I'm going to read this out. Now, I think it's an unfortunate typo, okay? Yeah. I think they've kind of cut and pasted a bit. And I'm in no way wishing to make fun of head injuries. And obviously, it's a big issue that's going to keep going forward for the game because... Um, think more and more of these cases will show up uh,
0: they sensibly don't know what concussion is yet yeah or the long term and
1: it was back in the day it was the case of you know knock yourself out but you, you go back on don't you Or you yeah. stay on now they have much better rules and so they're much better at protecting the head but I,
0: I had a friend of mine who is a doctor and was like um, a, a, a football doctor claim. yeah he did say uh he said that they they still don't know mm-hmm. what the time period you need to recover from concussion—it was an arbitrary period. They knew that it was dangerous to send someone back out there, but not enough studies have been done to know what the long-term effects are. So when they say, well, if you get concussed, you can't come on till you know next week or two weeks, whatever is—that's an arbitrary decision. They don't know if maybe you need six weeks to recover from oh, okay. a concussion. Could be a whole year, yeah. yeah, but obviously, like players want to play, and mm. you know the administration want them to play.
1: And probably one concussion is too many anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Have you ever been concussed?
0: I don't think so. Maybe no. uh, uh, <laughs> I can't remember. Ironically, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I mean, on. I do. I remember I was doing boxing classes for a while, and mm. a, and I got hit and knocked out. Yeah. So I, sh- I assume that's a concussion. Really, like blacked out for a few seconds. Like I woke up on the ground, and oh, wow. everyone was standing over me and stuff.
1: Yeah, but um, is there a Russian guy going, If he dies, <laughs> he dies. <laughs> yeah. If only Rocky thrown <laughs> in the fucking towel, I would have been fine.
0: Um, no, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember. Well, I, I definitely did not have concussion to the point where I couldn't remember my name or yeah. count fingers or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Um, have you?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think I have. I've kind of, I reckon I've come very, 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 very close, but not quite in the knockout punch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Johnny Platton quote, I'm going to read out for a little bit. Yeah. I don't want to be seen as a winger because it's the consequence of playing the game, but I want to be able to see my grandkids and remember them. Obviously, obviously. I might go see a specialist, they might say nothing has showed up on the brain, and that would be good. But if there's something there you hear when they have tests on people's heads or when they have a car accident, they talk about a shady spot. I want to find out. I don't want to be seen as a whinger because it's the consequence of playing the game. But I want to be able to see my grandkids and remember them.
0: Now, that is bizarre. <laughs> that has to be a misprint. It
1: has to be a typo, sure. Has to be, it's,
0: because even if he, he it straight if,
1: to the doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Even
0: if he, yeah, the fucking. The, if it's not, they should have just ended the interview, straight there, and put him in an ambulance. That how how, how ironic of all the interviews in which to do a typo like that. It's the one where a guy's talking about his fucking it would memory.
1: Have to be. I so hope it is. Like in no way would I want to make you know light of that. But if that, yeah, if it's he's,
0: identical, right? If he's having, yeah, yeah, the same yeah, thing. No, a typo. If he's
1: having that conversation, and he gets. What's worse
0: thing. is he's gonna he's gonna read that article probably and go, oh, "Fuck, <laughs> I need to go to the doctor right now." That's crazy.
1: <laughs> 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 um, bit of info about the day uh, Dean Kemp uh, Norm Smith medalist In
0: 92 94 94? I believe Right
1: uh, Won the premiership 92-94 He's going to be handing out The Premiership cup To the Eagles If they win Yeah And Peter Knights Fourth on legend
0: Why'd I have to fucking go that far Just go get someone from Fucking last year Or the year before <laughs> <laughs> Jack Gunston Will be <laughs> handing out the
1: Jack Gunston's dad will be handing out the, uh, and Matthew Spanger will be hanging out the Norm Smith medal.
0: Is Spanger, uh, did he get selected? No, he didn't get picked. Oh, he I'm only played devastated. a handful of games this year.
1: What about Shawnmakers? He did get picked, yeah. Okay. so Chewy, Which um, was the
0: hunky one, Sean Makers? Yeah, yeah. is The Dreamboat, yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, they're all got their own little, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, no change for the Eagles, and Billy Hartung got dropped for Jack Gunston. Right. So, one man, uh, one man. And Langford,
0: Will Langford's not selected either, right? No, you kind of. A fall from grace. But, with injury this year, and so he
1: couldn't. Quite you know make
0: what? It. It's this. Your, your sophomore year is the hardest. Oh,
1: there
0: we go. Uh, don't you think? Like second difficult, second album. I think your second year is the full... If you make an as in your first year, suddenly he's getting tagged. He's getting a lot more attention. True.
1: Yeah, he had some knee trouble and stuff. It wasn't his first year. And he probably. needs the to do something to kind of about his, his year.
0: Yeah. Really? I don't like it. Okay. No, I mean he just he looks like a Nazi. <laughs> like there's something about it. Like it's he, he needs to. Not go crew cut because that would look even more nazi no, no. But Just, just make it cooler and darker. Yeah. It's a bit blonde.
1: Yeah, I mean, he'll age, and it, that, that would probably fade. Yeah,
0: he's only young, right? Yeah, he can't be more than twenty. Yeah, was he a father-son or? selection?
1: Uh, I think they did a thing where he was from New South Wales, so I think there's that you know, weird...
0: Acad- they had the Academy or yeah, something? Yeah, things like that. So they, they didn't get him in Father-Son? I don't think he had two in the end.
1: Yeah. No, no. Because he grew up in Sydney.
0: Yeah, um. of course. That's right. When Chris Langford was in his final couple of years of playing for Hawthorne mm. he was living up here, and he used to fly down, right? Yeah. So he'd yeah. just train up here and then fly down for games and Trying shit. By himself. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. They really, and he used to love a Kit Kat. I remember that about Chris Langford really? as well. Do you not remember that? No. That was his one stipulation: was he always would have a Kit Kat ready for him after the game.
1: Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's better than like a Michael Flatley, <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite innocent. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Quite, hmm. Oh, adorable. Um, so they're going to be handing out the thingos uh, and also I think we'll talk about Robert Walls. He's going to be handing out the Jock McCall medal and Norm Smith medal is going God, to really? be... Really?
0: Who, well, who wants that sour puss?
1: Norm Smith medal is going to be... Uh, it's on the tip of my tongue, tip of my tongue, tip of my tongue. Can't remember. Is it a former Norm Smith medalist? Yeah, it would be. Was it Andrew McLeod? Mm,
0: is might, it Lenny Hayes? It
1: might actually be Andrew McLeod.
0: Or is it Lenny Hayes? I think uh, it might be Lenny Hayes. No.
1: I think Andrew McLeod might be the one doing it. I'll quickly look it up.
0: Well, he's the most famous. Well, Glen Archer or Andrew McLeod is the most famous Norm Smith medalist of the last.
1: Um, yep, he'll be handing it out. Well, maybe Luke
0: card. Hodge should hand it out to himself. Yeah, <laughs> kind
1: of like Napoleon, kind of like uh, "No one can, you know, no one's fit to crown me." Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he will be kind of going for his third. So let me think. How is
0: like? Let's just take a moment to just reflect on Luke Hodge. Oh, like,
1: no, 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 I don't want to do that. <laughs> i hate to do that.
0: Do you remember? <laughs> When that super draft came along. Yep. And it was always a question of who's going to be better, Ball or Judd. Yeah. And then fucking Hodgie is outlasted all of them. Yeah. And arguably he's probably, I mean, without the brown low, but arguably mm-hmm. he's like, you know, the best player of the lot.
1: Slow and steady wins the race. I mean, they all got their premiership, so that's all handy. I he mean, was a larrikin. Yeah, to the yeah. St- st- Well, I think it probably took a little bit of time for him to kind of get... Uh, he's take it seriously. Yeah, to kind of, you know, get fit. Yeah. Uh, when Juddy flew out of the guns, obviously, very quickly. And but then,
0: Ball would have been a champion if St Kilda hadn't fucked him over. We just we had no strength and conditioning department and yeah. we kept playing him through injury and we just we fucked his body. Yeah, like when it. he came to us, Luke Ball was like an excellent, pacey midfielder and then by the end of his career he was just like an inside grunt midfielder. He, no, he couldn't kick over like 40 metres. Yeah, yeah. And I think that, look, I don't know, I wasn't working for St Kilda at the time, but I just remember... That with The big knock on Grant Thomas at the time at St Kilda was he didn't put a lot of stock in Ruckman and he didn't put a lot of stock in strength and conditioning. So we used to get our two first sort of premiership assaults were prelim final in 2004-2005. We just had shocking injuries mm-hmm. and I think it was because we didn't have the proper fitness staff. Mm-hmm. And Luke Ball had like osteitis pubis for mm-hmm. a couple of years and then came back just not the same player.
1: And that was probably the early days of that too and people weren't really sure what it was. I, I don't. Remember t- people were going to be struck down by do serious people... groin disease and like groin yeah. conditions, and they weren't quite.
0: But do they know what it is now? Is it I better think be treated? Better at training it now, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's
1: ten years on now, isn't
0: it? But it's amazing to think that, like, that was two thousand no two thousand two that draft,
1: mm. was it? Uh, yeah, because
0: yeah, Nick Revolt and Cosie with two thousand one, so uh, the following year. But yeah, to think that Hodgie's still there and could probably go around again next year—that's mm. amazing. Like mm. you guys did win the lottery on that account. St Kilda lost
1: again. <laughs> You know, what Barry Hall was on AFL 360 a bit ago, yeah. talking about the 97 grand final. He said he spent the whole quarter, final quarter on the bench in that grand final. And also he said he was next to Jason Heatley. I just watched That's, that I watched that,
0: thought, I watched that game literally four days ago because right. I was flying back with Virgin and Virgin have an AFL channel yep. and they had the 97 grand final. I haven't watched it. The I'd, whole thing
1: or just like highlights? No, you? it's the whole thing. Did you really watch the whole yeah, thing? Yeah,
0: because I haven't been able to – I can't watch – Lot grand final losses like I yeah. haven't bring myself to watch 09 or 10 yeah, but 97 I was like okay well enough time has passed
1: okay.
0: um, and it's A the first thing you notice is geez, fucking TV back then sucked yeah. like <laughs> the coverage is terrible like no instant replays and they
1: wouldn't have had the score on the screen Would it be no score it? Yeah. on the
0: screen and there just was no slow-mo or.
1: who were the commentators
0: uh, Sandy Roberts uh-huh. Bruce, Bruce McEvaney, uh Peter McKenna yep and oh, I was going to say Malcolm Blight, but no, Lee Matthews.
1: Maybe Jared Healy on the bench? Or maybe no, 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 no. I just,
0: I just told you who they were.
1: No, but on the bench.
0: Like, you know. uh, Lee, no. Who was it? So in the box was Lethal, Sandy, Bruce. Yep. And then they had Pete McKenna sitting in the stands for some reason.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> they had
0: him like way at the top. But um, the thing about that game it was that I don't remember. Isn't
1: that great? They're like, Pete, you've got a gig. Grand (laughs) final. Oh, great. Terrific. Terrific. Top of the southern stand. uh, Me and Bruce calling together. Uh, Look, um, the box can't fit too many. How do you like a back row (laughs) of the tallest stadium in Australia?
0: (laughs) Well, they had him there (laughs) ostensibly to be the forward line commentator. They wanted to look at the forward lines. And um, St Kilda, because I seem to remember that we jumped out of the blocks and and built a formidable lead and then they just came back in the second half and... And and trumped us, but it didn't happen like that. We. I'll
1: well, be right. You were 10, it, up, it was, ten up at halftime, and then it was 10 neck, down at three it was quarter. neck
0: and neck in the first quarter. Yep. Like we got away to a good start, and then they they clawed back, and then Barry Hall went berserk in the second quarter and kicked like three goals, yep. and we got seventeen points up, and then they came back in the second half and they they quickly um, erased that lead and then just piled on the goals and mm. we disappeared out of the game. But the thing that I really really noticed was that. They just, their defence was so great. Like Andrew McLeod won, that was his first Norm Smith. Mm -hmm. And they just, we just kept bombing it long to Heatley, Lowe and Hall. But they just had numbers back. And they had a a player who was a swingman, not Nathan Bassett, someone else, who was just kind of kicking, like literally taking intercept marks and then going running forward and kicked like three or four goals for their game. Yeah. So I seem to remember that we, could have, that we should have won that game. But then I watched it and like, oh, no, they actually were all over us. That
1: was Caven, wasn't it? He kicked three or four goals?
0: No, it wasn't Caven. Uh-huh. He was playing, but it was another guy. Was an, they had a lot of players too that were like, oh, they weren't that, like superstars. But mm-hmm. they just, it was kind of a bit Ross Lyon-esque yeah, in that yeah. kind of role-playing.
1: And you had a couple of players like, like a Jason Heatley that year kind of played it. Yeah, he about kicked about like 70 goals? 70 goals. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like
0: kind of he came from nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, and he, and he had like an amazing, yeah. like... I like um, Paul
1: Hudson year in 91, he... Kicked about 70. Yeah, right. And never really kind of managed Or Gilbert
0: McAdam. Remember when he started? Had like 35
1: goals in two minutes. Yeah, (laughs) that's right.
0: And there's always that story that he could fucking... Alan Djokovic. Yeah, that's right.
1: Bumpy year?
0: Uh, Darren Cuthbertson. (laughs) If we really want to get obscure. Really? Darren Cuthbertson had one great year. Yeah? Yeah. He kicked seven goals in his first game or something. And then like diminishing returns from then on. Yeah, fuck man. Um, So
1: did it hurt? Did you watch the whole thing?
0: No, it didn't hurt. I mean, I actually posted something. If people want to check out my Instagram you'll find a little video I posted where... Oh, Tim Watson Mm -hmm. is the other commentator. Tim Watson does a hilarious uh, bit of work with the light pen where they've got a freeze frame of the centre bounce where he says, this player over here... And he draws a circle. And this player over here draws a circle. I've got to run in this direction. (laughs) And then he draws like a big loop between the two circles. And it's like, he just drew a dick (laughs) on national television. (laughs) It's fucking amazing. If I had my phone, I'd show you. (laughs) Um, But no, it didn't hurt. I actually... because. I, enough time has passed and I, I've got fresher hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I also, I don't, a lot There's of. There's more pain in my life now. Well, it's just also you look at the plays and it's like the play, I mean, the plays are all so long retired. Yeah. Like all that affection you have for them, it kind of diminishes. Yeah. Like, you know, Harves, Harvey's probably the. Oh, J- Justin Peckett were probably the two most, you know, recent players from that team. Yeah. But Rob Harvey's been retired for six years. Mm. So. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know when I'll be able to... Nick Taylor, a friend of ours, has told me, he's a Saints supporter, has said, you've got to watch the um, 09 Grand Final because we actually play really well. He said, it's just we fuck up in the second quarter. And it's like, I don't think I can do that. Like, I don't... Even if it's an exciting game, Mm -hmm. it's like, I still have nightmares about that bounce for Stephen Milne. Yeah. So I and I'm going oh, like you know if I'm if I have trouble sleeping that haunts me and I'm like imagine if you were him <laughs> like imagine if you were a player any of those players
1: he's got a few more things to worry yeah
0: about. <laughs> if he if he's a, if he's a human being he should be haunted by a few more things than that bounce uh, but yeah like I mean I could imagine that there wouldn't be a day that if you played in like you were one of those St Kilda players from that 09 and ten era that you wouldn't fucking like Nick Revolt yeah must think about that smother yeah. every day of his life yeah. It'd be horrendous. In fact, when I met Nick Revolt's wife, I just I was doing a a charity thing in Melbourne for Good Friday appeal, and she was
1: you're very good like that.
0: No, no, no. I was forced to do it. (laughs) She was volunteering, and um, it was just one of those weird kind of like I'm a weird fanboy moment where she was talking to me, and I I was just saying so. Where are you from? She's like from Texas. I'm like, right. I said, "Uh, you talk about your husband. What's your husband doing? She's like, he's a football. I'm like, is it Nick (laughs) Revolt? And she was like, yeah. She was lovely, Catherine, and. um, and I said, oh, I said I should tell you I'm a huge Saints fan. And she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, don't be sorry to me. Like, your husband, go support your husband. He's the one who needs the attention.
1: He's a at home right now, in the dark just shouting, this mother, the this mother. mother.
0: Well, you know, do you uh, check out on AFL.com, they have their Tissot magic moments. And, uh-huh. and it's like they, you know, they talk about that moment that turned the game, like Leo Barry's mark or whatever. Yeah. And it's the fucking smother. Yeah, and yeah. they interview all the people involved in the game, like obviously not Nick. But, like, the Collingwood players – and you just want to punch the screen because mm. they're like, well, you know, when, when um, Heath laid that smother, you know, it made Nick look like a bit of an idiot and it gave us a bit of a burst and, uh, yeah, we never looked back. And it's like, you fucking assholes. Yeah, it
1: was full on, wasn't it? And that was kind of your first. You were really struggling to get it forward. Yeah. And that was
0: that would have – I mean, who knows what would have happened. Yeah. But that was the spark we needed yeah. and it was the actual opposite.
1: At least put yourself on the, on the scoreboard. Yeah, yeah. And he came out of nowhere. Yeah. Fuck, man. Um,
0: Yep, yep, the life of a singular <laughs>
1: supporter. <laughs> <laughs> we got an email during the week from Hugh. Uh, thank you, Hugh. Uh, dear Junk Time.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Not sure if it's been picked up in the media. Uh, but the Sunday huddle on ABC Grandstand last week. Mark Duffield from the Western Australian told the host during the phone hookup that although Frio's defensive game plan was clearly deficient and needed an overhaul, there was no need for a rice to throw the baby out with the bathwater. <gasps> Oh. Hmm. So, a little... Every note. week, it's been...
0: You guys have... This segment's held up, right? It
1: pops up, man. Like, yeah, pretty much every... Uh, about Do you rely
0: days. on the junk timers to yeah, notify you? Yeah, an eagle eye on it, yeah. yeah. I
1: mean, I've got no life, so Foxwood <laughs> is pretty much my my source of entertainment. Uh, and as for the GF, a little, a little add-on from you. Um, as You'll appreciate this. as the, As for the GF, please, in capitals, please, God, if you are there... <laughs> Let the Eagles deny Hawthorne and their fans the smug satisfaction <laughs> of 3 p.
0: Ah, uh, no, like, see, this is the thing. Like, I don't want the Eagles to win either. Like, in a perfect world, you'll both lose. I don't know if that's possible somehow. or like, yeah. You keep playing draws yep, for yep. eternity, and but... Like the challenge system. It's like, it's like saying to me, Charlie, what do you want tomorrow? A kick in the balls or a punch <laughs> in the nose? <laughs> it's like, fuck, well, both are bad options. Uh, fuck,
1: man. What are you going to do tomorrow? Do
0: you know? Uh, I think I'll just go around to Wills to watch it. I think we discussed... That um, I meant I'm going to a Bucks party tonight out of town.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So depending on the condition I'm in tomorrow, um, I'll probably just go around and, and watch it with Will.
1: I've never watched one in Sydney. It's, does it kick off?
0: Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's actually really good. Like are the pubs full? And yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, specifically, you, there are certain pubs that are AFL friendly that yep. show games yep. during the season and stuff. But no, it's fun. It's kind of... Um, it's, it's, it's more It's more of a day... I mean, it's nothing compares to that week in Melbourne, the week of joy, and how much fun it is, and the carnival atmosphere around the MCG. Mm-hmm. But it is definitely like expat Victorians really make the most because it's normally really warm yeah. by that time up yeah. in Sydney as well. So yeah. you can a lot of people do like you know bring the TV outdoors and you'll have like a barbie and and stuff, and it's it's um, yeah, it's fun, it's good.
1: Um, and I mean, my I think Grand
0: Final spect- Day is my favourite day of the year besides like well, no, it's probably my favourite day of the year. I think
1: it's. it's- Christmas, it's like when I was well,
0: the Christmas. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's as good as Christmas was when I was yeah, a like kid. Yeah, like when
1: you're like five or six and you're like really Grand final really week and grand final day yeah. are awesome. I wake up on, on grand final day and I just automatically start um, singing One Day in September to myself. <laughs> it's just a thing in my head. I wake up and just be like, dun, 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 dun. I've been walking around on my phone. I had One Day in September and up there because I've like <laughs> been playing it on a loop. I've well, been going for like a one-hour walk or walking the dog or whatever. That's <laughs> hilarious. Just walking around playing One Day in September. <laughs> Well, I will uh, wrap it up, Chuck, but we've got one more thing we need to announce to our junk timers. Now, we were well off the um, scent with this one, uh, Rosie and I. We didn't think it was coming back this year, but we got an email during the week from a few junk timers. Um, Cappapalooza oh, it's back. Is back at the Savoy Tavern grand final day party. So, it's Warwick hosting the day. Uh, big screens, $10 roast beef rolls. Six dollar schooners and six dollar spirits. Now you went last year, right? We did go yet last year? So we got uh, and there. So as
0: host, what's he doing?
1: Well, we got there about. Uh, oh, you both went. Yeah, about eleven a.m. <laughs> and I actually Adam had to leave, and so I was actually given the. I had a bit more time to spare, and so I managed to get a shot with the weeds. And um,
0: did he ever get back to you, by the way? Your inquiry to get him on the show.
1: Uh, he replied and said he was busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that was the initial yeah, response. Yeah. No, Nothing we since. We haven't
1: had any back and forth since
0: yeah. then. we have got to give the man room. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so he... Um, uh, Wiz comes in and uh, from what I've been told, because I wasn't actually at during the game, he'll kind of give out prizes, you know, before and after and during the quarter break and also tell a few little anecdotes. And I'm sure Captain Cucumber comes out at some stage. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I think kind of pops in, you know, the five-minute break and does a bit of rah-rah. And then... Do not fall for this, Junk Timers, because last year after the game, about 8 p.m., given that Cappapalooza was advertised to finish at 3 a.m., which it is, again, mm. this year, I went back to Cappapalooza. No, <laughs> because
0: well, you are hoping would just be kicking off. I went
1: back there. <laughs> I thought Kappa would be there. <clears throat> Do not fall for that trick again, okay? okay. I, I'm, I'm going to presume, even though I'm not 100% sure, once the game is over,
0: Kappa gets out of there. Kappa's out. He's gone. Pink helicopter lands on the roof of the pub.
1: Yeah, there's an announcement. (laughs) Warwick Capper has left the building. Someone puts a a cape on it. I can't go on. (laughs) 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 Um, But anyway, if you want to head down there, I think it's about a $10 entrance fee, or at least I think it was about last year. So it's a Savoy Tab is right near uh, Essiehead Stadium, right near Southern Cross Station. Uh, You can't miss it. But obviously, it must have been enough of a hit last year that they can get Warwick back.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when it comes to Warwick's calendar, I know he says he's busy, but you know, I don't think I don't think it was like, oh shit, can we get him back for next year? It's the
1: Void Tavern has rustled up that thirty-seven dollars fifty to, to get the <laughs> for his cab fare. T- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it is well, it is well worth it to head down if you, just to see the whiz in person. Actually, yeah. we got a uh, we got a um, a tweet um, from someone. I was going to get up myself actually right now. Someone had spotted the weirds at the fan fest at the MCG, having a bit of kick with the kids. Let's have a what of um,
0: was the fan fest? Was that this week?
1: Yeah, so at the MCG, I haven't been there myself, but they've set up, uh, I think, a few screens and entertainment, and you know, have a few probably competitions and yeah. rah rah. Uh, near the MCG uh, because that's where the parade is ending this year. You
0: know, this uh, the only finals game we got to this year was I went – Will had a spare ticket when the Bulldogs played Adelaide. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Bulldogs did a really good job this year of like getting – because, you know, they've struggled to get numbers and stuff. So they did this thing, they organised the walk to the G, which is where they got all the fans together at Fed Square. They got them all riled up. They got all their big celeb supporters like, uh, you know, Will and – I'm sure there's another famous mm-hmm. <laughs> Doctor supporter, Julia Gillard. Gillard. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shane Delia, the uh, cook. Um, oh. Danny McGinley was MCing, oh. um, but the hilarious thing is, like, so they asked Will, to, and like Will, uh, it's quite uh, public knowledge he has osteoarthritis in both hips. Mm. So if you're going to pick the one guy <laughs> to lead the march <laughs> to the G. It's like, well, can you get him some crutches? You <laughs> get there at halftime. <laughs> but uh, you, i got to say, it was fucking awesome. I was a yeah. bulldog for a day. Yep. I was an honorary bulldog. They gave me a scarf.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, look, I've always coveted that Saints number one ticket holder thing, but I wasn't worried that, you know, maybe you'd put me into uh, disrepute because I'm, right. I'm still behind Molly Meldrum and Eric Banner.
1: Well, go on your permanent record. And Warnie would probably be ahead of you, too. Oh, heaps Just of there's, like, ha- yeah. there's a
0: lot of – Saints have a lot of kind of celebs. Klimmy. Who? Clemmy. Yeah, uh, Amy Schumer, Elle McPherson.
1: Well, McPherson, yep, yep, yep. Um, Great ambassador for the Southern Saints.
0: But it was fucking awesome. Like the actual walk. Like I, I think the A-League teams do it, the supporters do it a lot.
1: More and more teams are doing it now too, especially oh, Adelaide oh, do it. From oh, the, the footbridge. Through, through the footbridge and yeah, then, yeah. yeah. But also more and more teams kind of have a thing where they'd like to meet at uh, Fed Square yeah, uh, and then head over. Um,
0: so um, we shamed a woman <laughs> into giving money because uh, we were walking over the bridge and there was a busker playing um, the Bulldogs uh, club song. Mm-hmm. And this Adelaide woman walked up with her 50 bucks and and she went up to him and went, ah, but uh, I'm not going to give it to you because you're paying the Bulldogs song. Oh, what the And we all turned around and we're like, boo, (laughs) boo. We saw that and she got ashamed. She had to go back and (laughs) chop the pineapple in. What a fucking... Yeah, she, she misjudged the crowd. That's she thought everyone rich, would think yeah. it was hilarious. Surely like,
1: she was going to do it anyway, mucking around. Surely. I don't think so. Surely.
0: I don't think so. I think she's showing off to Adelaide friends.
1: I'm going to do it tomorrow. They're playing the Eagles one. Yeah. Can go again? <laughs> 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 you want it? You want it? You want to wait tonight?
0: Go, hey, is that Warwick Kappa? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, here we go. So we got a tweet from Tim. Yeah. Spotted the man himself having a kick with fans at the G, Kappa Watch. Hashtag Kappa Watch 2015. So keep an eye out. Yeah, Kappa, uh, Kappa with K. Um, Is that a
0: segment on this show? Cap Watch? I listen most weeks. No, it's oh, not, but okay. know,
1: it's all fun and games. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, we know we're. And we don't really need it. It can be at the Savoy Tavern tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, know. of course. Um, we Just, might wrap it up, Charles.
0: All right, cool. at the door right. A um, lot less anger than Rosie. I didn't tell anyone to go fuck themselves.
1: Tip for the big game.
0: Uh, you know what? I think we're down the wire, but I. F- oh, you know what? I feel like it's going to be Hawthorne, but that makes me think it's going to be the Eagles. Uh-huh. I feel like Hawthorne. Just because they've got the experience, you've got a few players who've only got maybe a year or two left. They don't mind if they get suspended at the start of next season. Um, I just feel like Eagles are too young, get overawed. Hawthorne have been here before, professionals. Mm. It just depends on the injuries. If if Hodge and is it Gunston, you're carrying? Because Eagles are a good fucking team, really, really good team. And their forward line's incredible.
1: And did beat them you know, three weeks ago.
0: Yeah, but you guys fucked up. You could have that you your kicking was terrible that game. Okay. I don't know. I think I feel like Hawthorne. I feel like heart says Hawthorne, head says Eagles.
1: Sure. Well I'm gonna go with Eagles by thirty seven points. What? <laughs> I think it's the kind of game where Hawthorne probably go in strong favourites, but Absolutely, anything can happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Anything can happen. I think, I think it'll be a good game. Uh, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be about twenty-eight, so definitely won't be wet or anything. So oh right, tomorrow twenty-eight yeah, in Melbourne. So the um, skills will be on display, hmm. and uh, we have Kate Spirono singing the anthem, and we have
0: uh, Ryan Brian Adams and Ellie Goulding. Yeah, doing And, and Chris Isaac,
1: and our Chris Isaac. friend. Mike Brady.
0: Oh, of course.
1: Humber, I
0: love... You know, it was also funny in that Walk to the G, uh, another Bulldog supporter is Mark Seymour from Hunters and Collectors. Uh-huh. And I was like, mate, you must have been fucking... This is the best time of the year for you, right?
1: <laughs> when fucking
0: they pump out Holy Grail, you just go ching
1: <laughs> That's great. Uh, we're going to do a post game I'm not totally sure... Um... What day that may be, but we'll sum up the big day with uh, some friends when I'm back at Wayne Jackson Studios in Melbourne. Thank you very much for joining us, Charlie. My pleasure. Go the Muddy Hoarders.
0: Go either of those two teams. I don't care.